0: This is GU Listen. Hi, everyone! Welcome to Girl University Podcast. My name is Diamante. This episode is episode five: Exceeding Goals and Standards. And I have such a lovely guest today. I love her to life. She is such a beautiful soul, an amazing human being, uh, such a girl boss, an author, entrepreneur. Nijay, hello!
1: Hi! Thank you so much for that introduction. You're so sweet. of
0: course. Of course. So let's start with just telling everyone um, a little bit about yourself and what does it mean to exceed your goals and standards?
1: So thank you, D. Um, as D said, I'm Nij. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I just turned 24 years old, and um, ooh, yes, and D celebrated with me. And um, I now, of course, live in New York, and I've been in New York for about six years now. Um, I just graduated from LIM last year, um, and what it means to me to exceed in my goals and, um, my, and just in success in general, for me, I take that very personally. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: like last year, I really struggled with, um, measuring up my success, my success and what it meant to me to exceed my goals by what somebody else was doing. So I would look at my peers and I would look at people on social media and I'll look at you know, just what other people were doing in their journeys and compare my success to that. Now with just growing um, and getting to know myself more, I now measure my success to where I am in my journey. So exceeding to me is, it can even be like the smallest things in really being grateful and having gratitude towards the small things. So even if I check something off of my to-do list, like For me that's exceeding my goals like okay i got five things done off my to-do list today that's exceeding my goals and not putting so much pressure on myself to you know race with what other people are doing and what other people have going on so yeah i take meeting my goals and my success very personal and um my standards and
0: yeah just how you know, where we live in today and how we constantly compare ourselves against other people when we really shouldn't. And it's just like, we have our, every single person in this world has their own time bell and has their own timeline.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? And then for me, it's just like, why do you compare yourself to someone else? Because they could be great at that. But then if you focus on yourself, you're going to be great at what you're great at.
1: Exactly.
0: If you focus on yourself, there was a quote in your book um, that I'm going to mention later that I just felt like definitely ties into that. But so, you know, you mentioned that you came to LAM. Like, what made you go from a small town, right? Small town, Kansas City?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yep, right. So, what made you go from there to New York City? Like, what was that drive? Like, what brought you? Into the fashion industry at the time, what brought you to being an author? Like, where did that drive come from?
1: Honestly, my sister. Yeah. And I tell people this all the time. Growing up, being in Missouri, I mean, there wasn't much fashion. I mean, there was like Forever Twenty One, Wet Seal, like. Oh, I remember Wet <laughs> Seal. Yes, like Group, <laughs> Like there wasn't really much there when when it comes to fashion Mm. and my sister um she went to school for journalism and communications and so okay when she graduated college in Missouri she graduated in three years she had the opportunity to come to New York to be on a reality show which yeah um which was for um flirt cosmetics which was a thing back in the day Mm -hmm. and she had to compete for an internship with flirt cosmetics with other people. And she was the only black girl on the show. And she won. She won the internship.
0: Congrats! Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she won. Um, And from then her career in fashion started. And she also like ended up getting into PR and she worked with a lot of celebrities and a lot of people. So just being, you know, a small town girl and not really having much to look up to my sister you know, gave me that. So when I would come to New York and visit her, I was just uh in love. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I love it here. Like I just love the people. I love fashion. I love what you do. Just like watching her. Yeah. And so I remember actually like begging my mom, like I was a freshman in high school and I was like, please let me stay here and live with her. Like I'll go to high school here. Um, my mom was like no but you can go to college here and literally Like, I held on to that. And right after I graduated high school, I moved to New York. So,
0: Wow, that's amazing. And that's just amazing that you have, I didn't know your older sister did all of that. So I just think it's amazing. Some girls don't have that mentorship or that older sister to look up to. So I think it's really good that you had her. Um, So were there any, like, you know, things that you went through, through college in New York City? You don't have to go in depth. But, um, but like, I want you to say that so that you can say what pushed yourself to exceed those boundaries, whether it be um, grades, navigating the city, people um, coming from the town that you come from, like what were those little trials and tribulations that you went through and what pushed you to exceed those boundaries while being in New York City?
1: Yeah, so when I came to New York, um, my sister was very like, okay, figure it out. I didn't ah. stay on campus. I <laughs> She's like, figure it out. I didn't stay on campus. I stayed with her. But she was working, um, so she didn't have the time to, like, show me around and do everything. So after orientation, it was up to me to figure out how to get on the subways, how to get to school, and how to figure out classes. Like, all of my other friends, they stayed on campus and I was coming from Brooklyn. So oh, wow. just, like, being thrown into that, mm-hmm. I kind of had to, like, survive exceed alone. it. Yeah, <laughs> survive alone. Like, I, I had no choice but to, like, if you don't make it to school right. then you're wasting your time, you're wasting your parents' money, you're mm-hmm. you're not, you know, and coming from Missouri like I didn't really come from anything. So I think that was what, you know, pushed me too, having that motivation behind like okay, my mom believed in me to send me out here. You know, my sister is very young. I think at the time my sister was like 23, 24 when I came out here, so
2: um,
1: you know, she's having that responsibility of having to take care of me i didn't want to put that on her she had a million other things going on so you know i think just the that pressure alone is what made me okay Ninja, you have to go hard you know people are sacrificing a lot for you to be out here and go to school and for you to you know it's not time to like mess around right and so some of my experiences actually um you know a lot of people that were around on campus and stuff you know they were going to parties they're going to the clubs and stuff like that and I could have very well, you know, felt fell into that category because I had never like really partied that much or never really I've never been to the club. Obviously I was underage and stuff like that. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I told myself like oh, okay, NJ, so either you're gonna go and do that, you're gonna party, go into the clubs, go into that life, or you're going to, you know, make your dreams come true. So literally I took my um I took my uh, resume around places and I came into Dash and one of the girls that was working there was actually alumni of uh, LIM. And so I got hired then and that just brought in so many opportunities for me. But if I didn't like take myself seriously and push myself with that pressure of like making my family proud, making my sister proud,
2: Mm -hmm. um, I
1: probably would have, you know, been partying and not really taking school seriously, you know?
0: Right. And a lot of girls, um I i even noticed this when I was at your party. Um, a couple of girls who are also L A M alum and they were, you know, I called you guys my babies. Um, mm-hmm. but they were saying how they were so scared to just go into places sometimes, like the big the big names, mm-hmm. um, to even get a job, put their resume in, talk to somebody, go to the career fair, things like that. And I'm just like, what? Like these resources are available to mm-hmm. us you know what I'm saying and that just hurts especially I just feel like for women woman of, of color especially because it's like we work so hard to get to this point but then when we get to a certain point sometimes we get nervous or scared mm-hmm. and then don't end up doing it mm-hmm. um because we're internalizing things that and, and making up things that aren't there
2: mm-hmm.
0: and not reaching to our full full potential um so I just think that it's dope that like you were like okay like I'm going to literally give my resume to everybody I can think of, especially this store where I feel like I can learn a lot, not just working in retail. I'm sure you learned a lot more than that, Um, you know, but I just, you know, I just very well commend you for like, just being the go-getter that you are. I think that's amazing.
1: And The thing about it too, is my resume sucks my resume was terrible. I had no retail experience whatsoever. Everything that was on there was like IHOP, Panda Express, because in Missouri, you can't work at um, a retail place without being 18.
2: Right. right. I had
1: graduated at 17. I turned 18 when I came to New York because my birthday's in July. Uh, So going into retail places, knowing knowing I need that internship for school, it was embarrassing, but I just had to like put that fear aside and
0: exactly like you weren't scared because again good managers look at your resume and don't look at the place you work at they look at the experience you've had and again like you weren't scared like you was like okay you know what i'm just going to be honest i'm just going to be frank this is where i was this is where i worked and you take me or leave me you know so everything was meant to happen that way and i think that's so dope thanks you're (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome um so you wrote a book right yeah. yes you're such an amazing author I'm almost done with it oh um yes I take my time I take my time and like literally filter through your book um on Saturdays actually and light a candle
2: oh, <laughs> yeah
1: because I appreciate that because it's a short read so a lot of people have been t- like, telling me like they read it within the first day and I'm like oh man like I appreciate that but I love that you like take your time with it because I feel like it's one of those books that you can it- always come back to you know
0: yes yes and the name of it is called broken to peace um you know i just think it's amazing that you took the time to delve out and write down you know like little short story short quotes based off of how you were feeling when it comes to like suffering from loss when it comes to a family member or even just a relationship And even just reflecting on yourself, which I think is beautiful. So there was one part in your book that I really liked. So I was just going to read it, a a little snippet of it. Okay. That really, especially during this time, made me be like, okay, like you need to focus on you. You need to focus on yourself Mm
1: -hmm. in terms
0: of eating habits, skin, you know, taking care of yourself, and just taking time for you to just know your worth. So this is a page 69 in your book. It says, my main focus right now is mastering inner peace and channeling my energy to become the best version of myself. More self-love, more self-worth, more self-growth, more self-improvement, and more self-control. It's me time. And I think it's not bad to treat myself right at this time. And I know it's beautiful that little excerpt
2: <laughs> yes love it
0: oh my god I just thought that that part was amazing because sometimes especially you're very selfless mm. and and you know like sometimes I feel like I have those moments as well but it's just so important and if people take offense to that then too mm. bad for them you know mm. um, did you want to speak anything about that or
1: yeah with that in particular I still am mastering self-love and yep. mastering myself first. And I feel like that's something that you never really a hundred percent get right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and one of the biggest things that I do want to say uh, about Broken to Peace is that I think a lot of people had got it confused that, yes, I put out Broken to Peace. Yes. I put out this book, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I'm a hundred percent perfect. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a constant, I feel like it's a constant learning experience wow. trying to get to know yourself, right. trying to love yourself more, trying to really figure out what is self-love? What does that really mean? What does that entail? Mm-hmm. Um, cause like you said, I am uh, just like yourself, a, a very selfless person. i put my family first. I put my friends first. I put um, just the people around me in general first. And sometimes that would cause me to sometimes like, Obviously, neglect myself, but sometimes it would lead me into depression, lead me into anxiety because I was neglecting what I needed. Right. So, with that, that is something that I'm still learning. So, I'm doing new things every day, whether that's um, getting a facial, getting my nails done, mm-hmm. um, reading more, uh, listening to. Morning inspirations or morning affirmations. I love listening to affirmations in the morning. I love listening to them when I go to sleep. Um, I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to sermons. I love just like feeding my spirit right. whenever I'm low. And even when I'm not feeling low, just making sure that I'm constantly pouring into myself, um, making sure that I'm spending time with my friends um like my birthday celebration I just I loved everything about that it was nothing but positive energy good people positive vibes like I love that that fed into my my spirit um that uplift we already said a couple of people
0: said like at your party like you only you personally only bring good people around you so yes. I get to know all these people like that's how we yes. were which is like yes. I think that's amazing <laughs>
1: literally the next day everybody texted me it was like oh my gosh it was just amazing people everybody was just so positive everybody was beautiful like it was a vibe like things like that make me happy Mm -hmm. you have to surround yourself around positive people yeah so just every day I'm doing things that's gonna like uplift me a little bit more Mm -hmm. um but you know I'm human so we're I'm gonna have those days too where I'm feeling low I'm feeling down but the key is, and I say this in Broken Speaks too, is not getting stuck there. Right. I felt, I felt um, victim to that several times before is and getting stuck in that low place, getting stuck in depression, getting stuck in anxiety.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's okay to feel those things because we're human. We're supposed to feel our emotions, but mm-hmm. not getting stuck there is like the key. So yeah, with that, I tell people, pour into yourself, love on yourself a little bit more. It's okay to you know distance yourself from people it's okay to take time off for yourself yep yeah that's one of my favorites too
0: so you know what do you have to say about um when you've grown i don't want to say lose but when you've grown out of certain relationships um how do you think is the best way or certain ways that you were able to you know take it for what it is and then like leave it like how are you able to grow out of relationships like what well, do you have any steps that you usually do you know i know it's like you know you probably wrote in, like written it down but it's probably not like a specific list but like things that you went through and how you came out of it when it came to losing relationships that you may not need anymore
1: mm-hmm. oh my gosh um this is such a good question <laughs> Well, for me, after my mom passed away, mm. I really, really struggled with codependency mm. in every aspect. In my personal relationship, mm. um, in my friendships, in my relationship with my family, I like had a fear of losing people. Mm. Because the way my mom passed, it was so sudden that I just had this, I mean, I never suffered from anxiety growing up, it was never a thing. I never suffered with depression growing up. So mm-hmm. when my mom passed away, it was this anxiety that I had that was really—it was terrible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anxiety of losing people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So whether someone would treat me bad or whether um, something was toxic, or
2: mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't—I wouldn't even care because. I mean, I don't want to lose anybody. I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose any friendships. I don't want to lose. Like I I would put up with anything because I had that fear that life is too short. And so with that, I would neglect myself and my standards and, you know, just, um, ignoring red flags. And so with that, yeah. So I would like hold on to people really tight recently, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as 2020 started off rocky, but you know I lost a lot of relationships, a lot of friendships, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. and I had to just compl- and this was also in the thick of like COVID, and everything was happening. It was like the beginning of everything, so yeah yep. Um, it was just like I had got to a place where I'm like, okay, I need to just trust in God, because trying to like fight and hold on for relationships friendships, whatever, whether it's with family or whatever, trying to hold on to it to the point where I need to focus on myself and I need to trust in God that maybe this is what he has for me. Maybe these people can't be in my life right now. Maybe, you know, this, these people were a part of a certain season in my life, you know, because I, I, I had to come to that point because sometimes we try to hold on to things so bad and it's just like some things are only for a season. Yep. And during this whole quarantine, I had to really, like, get so close with God and really trust in him and have faith in him. And through this whole thing, I have truly learned that we can't force things. Nope. We can't force things. And sometimes our will is not God's will. Right. And so...
0: You may not not see the intention in the beginning, mm -hmm. but as you develop and grow in whatever space you're in you're like that's why <laughs> okay got it
1: <laughs> everything happens for a reason that's right. whether no matter how it played out no matter what happened what took place everything happens for a reason and you can't beat yourself up about it yeah and you can't you know neglect yourself so much to where you're fighting for something that is not meant to be
2: mm,
0: yeah. So, so yeah, like-
1: that's- I've learned.
0: It's crazy because me personally, like I lost my sister um, last year and it's, cr- and she passed away due to um, alcoholism and mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that it's a very hard thing to overcome and mm-hmm. it is a disease, but you know, even though she passed from it, it's like, I still blame myself for it. I'm the younger sister. She was like 36, but I still blame myself for it when it started way before, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, then I felt like I had to play MacGyver to figure out what led her to that place or Mm -hmm. what happened or trying to ask her sisters from her mom's side, anything that they remembered when they were kids and they're older than me. And they were just like, you know, the one that was her little sister, that's older than me was like, like you can't, you can't blame yourself.
2: Mm
0: -mm. You can't, you can't, you just can't do it.
2: Um,
0: You did what you could. Like, you know, like I used to send her, like right before she passed, like I was sending her good foods to eat after she got out of the hospital because she didn't tell the truth why she was in the the hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, you should eat these foods, make sure you drink water, like all this stuff. Like she even exposed me to like, the craziest things when I was in college. Like, I, I call her my spirit animal. Like, she, you know, like, um, she really took me around, like, when it came to New York City and college and, like, all the different parades and everything. Um, but I have to stop blaming myself because you know why? When she was alive, she, like, loved me so much. And it was just, like, she adored me. So it's like, you know what? You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know, but you know, when it comes to grief and stuff like that, it's just like, <laughs> you always blame yourself and, and you yeah. try to think what could have, what you could have done to fix it. But again, God has a plan and a purpose.
1: Yes. And another thing with that is that that's just, that's another part of grief. Mm-hmm. Cause like when my mom passed away, I would literally think about everything I could have done differently to be a better daughter. And honestly, I wasn't a great daughter. Me and my mom had the best relationship, but that's just a part of grief. You, because it's that time when somebody passes away, you think about the time that you had with them, you know? Yep. So I like, you know, don't blame yourself because she loves you. I'm sure she's watching over you. And yeah, like you said, like sometimes things is not according to our plan, but God's plan, you know? Right. I had to realize that too, because when my mom passed away, I was like so angry with God. Like
2: mm.
1: I had a great relationship with him um, before she passed away because, you know, being in New York, like I found my church on my own. I was going to um, Bible studies on Wednesdays. I had found my community. You know, I finally felt like I was getting to know God by myself because, you know, when we grow up, we go to church with our families and right. Um, you know, it's not really something that you, you really know God for yourself. It's just, you're with Um, your family thing. Right, exactly. So I felt like as an adult, I was establishing that relationship for myself. So, you know, um, when she was in the hospital, I had a, um, what is it called? Like a church, like a call. Um, they like, call. Uh Yeah. A prayer line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a prayer line for her and like we were praying and I just had like so much faith, like you're going to be okay. And I would have dreams too, that she was going to be fine. And I told her the night before my mom passed away, I told her, I was like, I had a dream and you just look so healthy. And you looked happy. Like you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. And my mom told me, she's like, yeah, like you're just like me. Like I have dreams all the time too. And then that next morning she was deteriorating. So I just, literally blamed god and when i got came back to new york months later i did not pray i didn't want to go to church i mean nobody could really even talk about god around me i would just like don't want to hear about it don't want to know about it i was just angry because i felt like god I had so much faith in you like how could you do this how could you allow my mom to pass away and it was just like young minded young minded and naive but it's crazy because like you haven't finished the book yet. But when you what you'll see is that God, the very is the very person I ran away from when my mom passed away. But then, in order for me to, to like find healing in that situation, like I had to go back to him.
0: That's actually the next chapter that I'm on. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny
2: the healing. That's so funny.
1: yeah. That's crazy. So. Yeah, I definitely understand how you feel and everything that you are going through with your sister. It's a process. And don't rush that, too. Don't feel like you have to hurry up and heal or don't feel like you have to hurry up and, you know, come to an understanding for it. Because it's taken me years and it's something that I still deal with to this day. Like I have my days where, you know, I just miss her. I want to like yesterday, actually yesterday, I was just feeling like I needed advice, you know, from her. Mm -hmm. And that was hard for me. So it's always going to be um, a process. So don't feel like you have to, there's no perfect way to like grieve or get over. You won't ever really get over it, you know? And I think that's a lot of people who don't have not experienced losing a close person to you. They don't really understand that. So don't feel like you have to grieve your sister in a certain way do it as best as you can, you know, but it's, it's not going to, it's not, it's not going to be perfect.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. And you know, your mom is looking down at you like, Lord, look at my child. (laughs) shining. You know, you know, she's looking at you just smiling at you because you're doing such big things and I'm proud of you too.
1: I'm proud
2: of you. Thank you. Just
0: love and light, love and light. (laughs) Um, be, so, being where you are now, right, and looking back, did you ever think that you'd be here? Like, whatever you're doing, you know, whatever mental space you're in, the things that you're doing, did you ever think that
1: you'd be here? Um, I'm going to be very transparent. hmm In terms of being an author, no. Okay. I used to love, growing up, I loved writing. Okay. I, Always, I've always written poetry. Always since I was like in elementary school. That's always been. I always had a journal, a diary. Like it's so funny because my dad had found some of my diaries from our old house. Oh
0: wow! <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's the like, right time now.
1: Maybe you're surprised to, to read it. Yeah, like I always um have loved writing and communications. Mm-hmm. um English. Th- those were always like my favorite topics in school. But um so. I didn't expect to be an author, but it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but I will say, and this just ties into the topic of this conversation with goal standards and exceeding. <laughs> I thought that I would be somewhere completely different. I actually thought I would be further along. Oh wow um yeah, <laughs> so that's why I said I'm going to keep it transparent yeah. because and uh, it's just so crazy because growing up is just everything is such a learning lesson. Like you're just continuously learning about yourself and learning about like God's timing. And like when I moved to New York, just young and naive, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a superstar. Like when I moved to New York, I'm going to get signed to a modeling agency and I'm going to be like this huge person. And modeling didn't end up working out for me because just my body started changing and
2: Mm -hmm. you know
1: couldn't control that wasn't going to do anything extreme to try to control that um I just had a completely different vision for my life and where I would be and I was just thinking like oh like at 21 I'm gonna be just super successful this huge person and like my life did I didn't expect for my mom to pass away I didn't expect to graduate college late Um, I thought I was gonna I was gonna try to be like my sister graduate in three years like Mm
2: -hmm. I had
1: total different expectations for myself but that just goes to show that you cannot plan every single thing like God has his own plan that's number one number two you can't predict life nobody knew that COVID would happen right Um, a few people knew but (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, nah, yeah. a
1: but you know yeah you can't predict everything so you know growing up being young naive moving to New York I thought I would be completely somewhere completely different at 21 and now being 24 I'm doing well I'm doing good for myself but just being transparent, I thought I would have exceeded where I am now. But I'm very blessed to be where I am right now.
0: And you're saying you feel like you, you should have been farther in terms of where you are in your career path?
2: Or? Yes. Mm-hmm. Career okay. path. Yes. Well, um, but.
1: Good. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Okay. But I will say that. Um, It's like a a lot lot of the experiences that I've had
2: Mm
1: -hmm. have made me grow. Me and my best friend were just talking about this, how we're happy that we aren't where we expected to be because we wouldn't have been ready. So, for instance, me graduating college late, I'm happy that I didn't graduate when I was supposed to be because I wouldn't have been ready. Mm
2: -hmm. Like, I would
1: not have been ready. Like, it was the perfect timing when I graduated um just like certain things that I expected to happen sooner I'm happy that it didn't because I needed to grow and work on myself first so that I can be ready to you know have those blessings or be ready to you know have those certain experiences does that make sense
0: yes absolutely I was in my mind because I was gonna say I was like I was gonna say like again it's me Jay's timing like we can't like and I think that's the problem With Social media is like a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. Um, The internet is like a blessing and a curse because we have such easy access, especially these young kids have easy access to these platforms. And now, um, you know, they don't even get to be a kid. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, they are already looking at who they're going to be when they're 20. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, whereas just go outside and play. Go outside, ride a bike, go out and hike, like go, go outside and enjoy life. Like enjoy not paying bills, enjoy not, you might have to wash a dish here too. Like I could, I wish I could go back to that. You know what I mean? Like, um, but what you said was what I was going to say, like, you know, the growth that you have embodied within yourself, I don't think you may have gotten that at 21. Yeah. You know? And I think because these experiences you're having on time, not late, on time, right. um, you're, you're appreciating it so much more so that whatever else you go and grow through, it, you're mm-hmm. going to continue to appreciate it. And I'm not saying you're not going to make mistakes but you're, you're very wise and you're going to continue to be wise. So I just think that that's, you know, you're very beautiful for that.
2: Oh, thank you, Dee. Of
0: course, of course. So (laughs) what is next for Miss Nije? Like, you know, you don't have to tell anything that you don't want to say, but (laughs) what is next for you in terms of, you know, where you want to go in terms of not just career, but even, your mind, body, and soul, what you're doing currently, you know, what you're working on. Just tell me, what is next for you?
1: Yes, so, currently I'm working on developing Broken to Peace. Okay. Um, so, I want it to be a community for men and women mm-hmm. to be able to have, like, resources for, them, for themselves, whether that's mental health, whether that's just some self love, some healing. I want people to be able to come to this place or this site where they can find that. They can get those resources, whether it's counseling, because let's talk about it, ther- therapy is very expensive right. and it shouldn't be a luxury. Sure. That should be something that's attainable to everybody, especially within our community. So I want to be able to um, have those resources available for people and just open up the conversation about depression and um you know how we can find healing in certain situations so that's what i'm doing now i'm completely redoing the website um i'm working with a team of people on doing that and yeah just trying to figure out how to continue helping others within finding their peace you know and sharing my story and you know trying to be as transparent as possible with other people with them finding their peace and their healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. And just personally, I'm just working on my growth, you know, working on my relationship with God, just trying to become the woman that he has for me and um, being more knowledgeable. I mean, quarantine has been a blessing because I've been reading so many books. <laughs> that's awesome. And, what yes, books
0: I'm, that you've been reading?
1: Um, right now, I'm reading Millionaire Mindset. It's by it's by um the millionaire minds by thomas j stanley it's a new york times bestseller and um i'm also reading queen ahula sacred woman okay which is really good actually um lauren london and nipsey hustle they did it when they did their gq interview Mm -hmm. Um, she said it was one of the books that she was reading and it's really good if you haven't heard of her if you don't have it i would definitely go get it from amazon um it's about um women taking care of their mind their um, body their spirit and it talks about a lot about like womb health and um how certain things that we eat affect us and um it's really good it talks a lot about like our menstrual and I would go get it for sure.
2: Oh, that's dope. That's good to hear. Well, I think it's
0: beautiful. Everything that you're doing, everything you're working on. Um, If you want to give your Instagram, your Broken to Peace Instagram too, so that everyone can follow and, you know, kind of stay connected with you.
1: Yes. So my Instagram is my name, Neejay Sherman. That's N E E J A Y S H E R M A N, and you can follow Broken to Peace at Broken to Peace NYC, and that's P E A C E. A lot of people think it's the other way around, but oh. it's a play on words: finding peace in your broken pieces. But yeah.
2: Oh my God,
1: that's beautiful. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Great,
0: am So. Proud of you, the woman <laughs> that you're becoming, and so many girls even like they look up to you. So just know that, and just keep striving, you know. And
2: yeah, I'm proud of you. You come out and
0: talk to my little babies too, because you're not my little baby anymore. <laughs>
2: I'll always be a little baby.
0: <laughs> but yes, everyone, that is N. J. Sherman. She is an amazing human being. Again, author, entrepreneur, everything that you can ever see in a woman she is that and we will talk to you later bye this is
2: gu listen